Welcome to the Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like went through and mapped out your entire week that you were awake of like what you're doing um, and wrote it in like one hour blocks or something like you will be very surprised at how not busy you are. You just you just become busy with like stupid stuff. Each week we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information and help you sit through all the noise. Like commitment is so underrated. Like if you want anything, if you want any anything in life, any progress whatsoever, like you just gotta commit to it. Like that's just that's the fact. We hope you enjoy this week's episode of Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness with Ryan and Tyler. What is up, everyone? We're back for episode 99. 99. 99. One week away from the historic 100th episode that nobody wants to be a part of, I guess. So we'll just do a regular nope. ass episode uh, next week. We'll have fun with uh, it. We'll have fun with it. We'll celebrate it. We're proud of it. Uh, and the rest of you guys just keep keep mooching free info and entertainment without actually uh, participating. Help yeah. us out. So episode 99, I'm Ryan. He's Tyler. We're back at it. Uh, we're diving in on a, a topic near and dear to my, my heart today. Uh, we've kind of been dancing around and, and teasing a, a little bit the last couple episodes. So we'll we'll explain what's been up. You know what's good about this episode, though, is uh, we should not have any interruptions. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Should we'll we'll see what happens. We'll find out. Trying to work out our tech issues. We're looking crystal clear, though. Hey, man, new iPhones do a great job. We're looking crystal clear. If you haven't hopped on, new iPhones do a great job. Consider picking that up because that camera's looking crispy. I might just have to buy another iPhone for this. You got that absurd headset on today. Yeah, Uh, that is correct. Talk about that. Um, so obviously I've been struggling a little bit when it comes to some of this stuff, tech issues and, uh, things like that. I also forgot a bunch of crap at home. Uh, so my normal headphones that I wear are, I think sitting on my kitchen table. Uh, so I got my girlfriend's lovely, uh, rose pink, uh, beats on cause they were in my car. So you look like you weed whack professionally. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, that goes, what you look that like. goes to uh, the, the retirement job we talked about, cutting golf courses. Yeah, that's, that'll be my next job. One the next job? The <laughs> next job I have will be cutting grass on golf courses and just being left alone all day. But, uh, oh, man, what a dream. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get in a few announcements here. Obviously, the MyZone Challenge is wrapping up. Uh enjoying that coming to the end coming to the end everybody's been working hard at all three locations uh you guys have been enjoying nice free challenge with nothing on the line so appreciate uh appreciate everybody getting in on that hopefully you made some good progress this month with your workouts hopefully you don't lose sight of the fact that the benefit of working out is to be healthier more fit uh you know, prove your strength, prove your, your body fat percentage, lose weight, whatever your goals are. That's the benefit you're getting from your workouts. The MyZone stuff is cool, but it's like not real. It's a tool. It's, it's, um, you know, the, the, the maps and all that are awesome. And, and the rankings are awesome. It's all designed to help you work out more consistently over longer periods of time. All right. So that's what the, that's what the my zone is all about. So don't lose sight of the fact, you know, I know some people get all, you know, bummed out if they forget their, their thing or, you know, they forget their belt one day or you just forget not working you own it or, at all. Like yeah, some people. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like they're, they're acting like the workouts a waste because they forgot their belt or something like you don't forget the real progress and the real measure of, health and fitness and everything we're trying to do but the challenge is wrapping up everybody's been going hard on that 
Uh, we got some fun stuff coming up. If you guys have seen in the members groups, which again, if you're not in the members groups on Facebook, make sure you hop in there. A lot of cool announcements and info and fun stuff go into those. Uh, we do have some nutrition accountability groups that we are going to be starting. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're still walking through a couple more poll questions to make sure it's exactly what you guys are looking for. But uh, these are going to be mostly in person with with potentially a virtual element to it. Um, just just group of people getting together, holding each other accountable. We're going to be educating, sharing some info every month, as well as, you know, going through everybody's struggles, things that they're doing well and helping each other out, keeping everybody on track uh, with these nutrition accountability groups. They're going to be open to any training clients as well as anybody that's on an accountability membership. Uh, if you are not one of those, but you want to come check one out, you can definitely come to one for free and then see if it's uh, something you're interested in bumping up to either, you know, some type of training program or, bumping up to an accountability membership. So we're looking at getting those on the schedule, probably the third week of April for the first one. And then it'll be a monthly thing. So stay tuned on more information there. And then we are also getting some events on the calendar at all three locations. Seems like all three, it's probably going to be some type of an outdoor workout with something else tied to it. Um, whether that be coffee or whatever um you know some of the stuff something some of the stuff we've done in the past that you guys have been a part of you know getting getting a fun outdoor workout that's open to the public anybody you can bring friends family people brought their kids in the past whatever you know just a just a good little extra free workout so stay tuned for that uh also kind of going back to my zone here we should be uh closing in in the next month or two on our potential first round of gold ranking uh members uh, yeah which i believe is the 12 month mark which we got cooking last april or may i believe is when we started yeah, i think it was like users. mid mid april so if you have hit your 13 hunch every month since we started you're, you're going to be closing in on uh on gold gold status dang and let me tell you when a gold status member walks into the gym you better take note you better bow down to the get out of the way and let them use whatever machine you were using because mm. they're gold status. All right. So uh, that'll be cool. Be interested to see who our first uh, first gold gold member is. But fun stuff coming up. Speaking of fun stuff. Got a couple of things to talk about. Let's go. I don't know if it was last week because we were ahead and now we're behind. So it feels like it's been forever since we recorded one. You asked me if I watch any cool videos lately. Yeah. I got in the probably one of the best category of videos the other day, which was stadium implosions. Oh, dude. Fantastic content. Man. Those things are the best. I don't, I mean, I was, I was obviously around whenever Three River Stadium uh, went down, but I was only like, I think nine or 10. I think that was in like 2000 or 2001 or something. Yeah. So I was pretty young, but I remember it happening. But when you get a compilation of a few of those Dude. babies in a row and you just a good stadium implosion is, is, is hard to beat from a, a I love, I love watching those in general. Like the ones that get me though, <laughs> are the ones that like you're watching just a normal one. And then they throw one of the, like the close call implosions in there, like out of the blue. And it just like freaks you out for a moment. Well, here's the thing, and you you weren't out here at this time. No. Nah. So they had already started building. It was either Heinz Field, PNC Park, or both. They started building those, and it was right next to where it was. Yeah. So like where they were imploding was like super. It's a little dicey to like this dicey. brand new uh, thing, but yeah, a good stadium implosion is is, is tough to beat. Yeah, so, those are fun. Uh, I've been I've been crushing those lately, but I do have a question for you. Do you know what the oldest article of clothing that you still wear is? Oldest article of clothing yeah. that I still wear. And how long do you think we're talking? That's a really good question. Um, oh, man. good question it's it's a real good question i think I it's mean, i know for a fact my glasses that i oh yeah your glasses are definitely are 12 years old 
at this point. I think Decade I got plus. Them. Yeah, I think I got those like my first or second year in college. Mm. So the glasses are at least 10 to 12, um, which I still wear, you know, mornings, evenings. Sometimes I'll wear them for the whole day. So those I'll count. But um, most most of my clothing is free. Uh, as, as I think we've discussed, I, I do not spend money on clothes because I do not care. Collect. Um, so I've definitely, and I also never wear jeans. So I definitely have some jeans that are like years going on, going on 10 at least. Um, oh man. Maybe bust out once or twice a year. A lot of, a lot of t-shirts. See, here's the thing though. Like some of my older, I definitely have t-shirts that are at least 10, but I don't really wear them that yeah, often. Like yeah, they're yeah. buried. Like I just kind of rotate through the same. Yeah, the same few. Five to ten shirts every week. Yeah, and they're right on top. Yeah. I got a, I got a like one of those Rubbermaid totes full of like shirts and stuff. I'm like yeah. my high school days. Like so, I got that. It's in my attic now. So I, uh, yeah, but you're not. They're not actively in the rotation. Ever. No, they're not. So, which is the thing that, but like I feel like everybody has like. But then every once in a while, I'll go a little deeper into the closet just and to I'll pull out a shirt. Vintage um, feel of it. Like for example, North Carolina's in the Final Four this this weekend. Not as huge of a of a basketball fan as I used to be, but I still got a Nike Final Four North Carolina shirt from when I was in like high school in the closet. I just, represent. I don't bust it out. I'm thinking about dusting it off. So it represent. might just disintegrate when I put it on. It but, might. I'm uh, thinking about dust, but busting that thing out this weekend. But I was ah. going through. Trying to get rid of some old shirts. Yeah. Like trying to, trying to take I did that the other to, week too. Goodwill or something. Um, but yeah, I was, I was wondering if you had any, any, any shirts or hoodies. I got a couple of hoodies that uh, I just bust out. Oh, they, okay. They've been downgraded to workout hoodies at yeah, this yeah, point, yeah. but I definitely got some from the college days that were 10, 12 years old. Yeah. I've got, I definitely somewhere in the collection. I've got a hoodie from like my sophomore year of high school from wrestling that I still have. It's a good run. Um, so, I mean, sophomore year now, that's about 10, 10, 11 years. All right. Um, I don't know. I found them the other week and I probably should throw them out. Thankfully they're still in, in, in my bag. Like I didn't put them in the a drawer or anything, but I found my old compression shorts oh. from like my wrestling days. Oh, it was probably smelling good. They were in my wrestling bag that I still have. Oof. So I kind of just left them there. <laughs> yeah, you might want to. So, uh, I mean, burn I still have those, uh, but I haven't, I, I mean, I haven't worn those in, in quite a few years. Um, oh, man. I don't know, like, what's acceptable. I think I still have, like, a bunch of socks from, like, years ago that I just don't wear. Yeah, I mean, like I they're in my got, drawer. I still but got like, a couple work polos from when I first started at Anytime Fitness. So oh, I got a sh- ton of uh, eight, eight years. Yeah, I got a shit ton of gym shorts from back in the day, Damn. like shorts that I wore during like wrestling practice and things like that. And I wear them like just to lounge around the house and stuff now. Yeah, I pretty much wear clothes until they completely disintegrate and fall apart. Yeah, like I got a couple. I got a couple like athletic pants or shorts, like you're saying. Yeah, they're like rips in them or holes. Yeah. I'm like, I can, I can wear these to cut the grass. I can, yeah. I can wear these to work. I, I can wear these down in the garage. It ain't, yeah, it ain't so a big deal. I'm not, I'm not good at. Uh, I ain't I'm going out in public at, in these. Yeah, I'm not good at turning the page on uh, on, uh, <laughs> on the articles of clothing. So, if anybody has any tips on how to part ways with old clothes or let us know how old. I feel like that's a good dad move. Like, I feel like my dad was wearing, I still can picture it. It was yellow. It was a sweatshirt from when the Steelers played the Cowboys in the Super Bowl in like '95 oh, or whatever. Geez. He was wearing that baby forever. That yeah. was like his go-to. I'm going down in the basement to watch TV at night, kind yeah. of lounging around. So, yeah, yeah. Let, let us know if anybody has any any uh, classic articles of clothing that that's a good one that you still wear every once in a while. It can't just be like, hey, in the back of the closet, I got. You know the 1978 World Series uh, yeah. T-shirt. That's it's it. Like be, wrapped in plastic. And yeah, like, it's got to be something that let's let's say at least two to three times a year minimum. Mm. You actually still wear it. So uh, let that's us know if one. anybody's got anything out there. But uh, that's I thought that one. was an, an interesting topic. And I transitioned to a little bit of an underwhelming topic. I, I was texting you the other day about the Dollar General Market. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't know if anybody's familiar with this. This is the first time I've ever been to one. 
Uh, it's in North Huntington, so I don't know if they have them any, anywhere else. But Dollar General has a DG Market, mm. uh, which mm. which on the surface I was very excited about seeing what was going like, on the here. The outside looked cool. Like it, it definitely had a nice vibe to it. Yeah, it's a little underwhelming once you get in there. Really, it's just it's just a Dollar General that has some produce and some meat, which is cool. Hey, it wasn't bad, but that was uh, something I got to experience. So. I don't know if there's any other ones out there. So, so if anybody's seen one, let me know. Uh, yeah, I haven't been there. That's that's an intriguing one, um, but it was a little underwhelming. It's always a bummer. So I wanted to check in. But what was not underwhelming was today's topic. Uh, so you guys uh, have heard us kind of alluding to this over the last couple of episodes, making some jokes about it, uh, but not really talking too much about it. Also, if you're in the my zone, I say, app, I say all the all the my zone secrecy around it. Yeah, if you've been, uh, if you're in the my zone app, which if you have one, you should be. Make sure you connect with everybody else right now with that challenge going on. You can very easily go to the challenge and then see everybody that's a part of it. If you just click on their name, you can send them a connection request mm. and then you'll have all these connections. So when you scroll through the feed, you'll see everybody else's MyZone workouts. You can like it. You can comment on it. Uh, you can encourage each other. Um, you know, sometimes I, I, I won't really feel like working out. I hop in the app. I see all these people killing it. Mm. I'm like, I got to get off my ass and do a little bit of a workout. Just here. do something. Uh, so it's motivating. It's encouraging. It's good to see. It's good to get some props for working out. Yeah. So make sure you're in the app. But if you are in the app, you also saw for a few weeks, um, you know, me labeling some of my workouts as, you know, emergency training or top secret, you know, whatever. Um, so what what took place here now that most people have seen is I jumped into a last minute uh, 50 mile ultra marathon. So, hmm. uh, Chrissy in Cheswick is to blame, uh, for that. I was kind of, she, she was getting a little down, you know, thinking about maybe dropping down to a 50 K instead of a 50 miler. And I was kind of jokingly like, no, you're doing the 50 miles. Like I'll do it. Right. Hmm. That's joking. Cause yeah. I hadn't even really been running. Yeah, that's um, true. Um, but she went ahead and made a little bit of effort to get me a discount. <laughs> And then I felt obligated. Uh, so I signed up for it. So didn't really want to talk too much about the last couple of weeks because I had no idea how it was going to go. There was, the, there was risk of uh, some very bad failure. Yeah. So I didn't want to be on here like hyping it up and here's what I'm doing. And then I go out there and eight Quant miles yeah. in, I'm like, ah, I'm out. I didn't want to live with that type of failure. Yeah. Uh, the shame the shame of having to come back and report that I, I didn't finish it. Yeah. So, well, let's, let's take this to a question thing. Okay. So like so I, I'll, I'll dish the questions and, and you dish the answers. So a last minute thing, obviously we, you know, we don't encourage last minute training for most things, you know, you should definitely, you know, go in fully prepared, but in this situation, you know, how, uh, how was your thought process? What, what did the training scheme kind of look like? Cause you only had what, like two and a half weeks, three weeks till the race. Uh, yeah, I think it was, I think it was two. So what I will say though, about the last minute and being prepared. So while I wasn't running recently and while I didn't have enough time to prepare, I have laid down a pretty heavy foundation the last couple of years yes. of running and endurance. So it still wasn't smart. <laughs> However, it was a calculated risk. So I would, as we discuss all this stuff today, I, I wouldn't, you know, suggest we don't encourage going from the couch, you know, you know, you can go couch to 5k. I wouldn't go couch <laughs> to 50 miler without training because there is a very real real possibility of you know stress fractures and yeah a lot of tearing stuff yeah. and, and you know you it can definitely go very very horribly so i knew with the foundation i've laid down the last couple of years that it wasn't going to be like a terrible well <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to, it wasn't you know, a high risk. It wasn't a high risk. It wasn't a super like high risk harm, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, so my training then at that point, so I signed up on a Sunday night, I believe I had two weeks until the actual day, um, to do it. So my thought process, and I kind of, I kind of talked through this with you, like sharing what I was thinking 
obviously you can't dramatically improve fitness in two weeks. Nope. However, uh, a lot of what these ultra endurance events come down to is one, it's mental, which we'll talk about later, but you just kind of have to get your body used to being on your feet for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about preparing to run, you know, cause it's a run walk. You're not like running the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some people can, some people can, but, but it, that's not me. Uh, no, for sure. That That's a lead of the elite. Notice I could have 10 years to train for it and I probably wouldn't be running the whole thing. But anyway, so it's a lot of pounding uh, and a lot of times it doesn't really come like people that don't finish a lot of times it's not because like they couldn't like you can go pretty slow but as long as you maintain that pace the whole time you can finish in time so a lot of times when people don't finish it's not because like they weren't fast enough or something it's because like their body just couldn't yeah the body breaks down whether it was their feet their shins their knees something like yeah they just kind of had to tap out on it so Obviously, could not increase fitness very much in two weeks. However, I did feel I could I could dramatically increase my body's uh, adaptation to being on the feet and moving a lot. Um, so, in order to do that, what I did was I decided to do a lot of high incline uh, treadmill walking um, because one of the other things we've talked about a lot on here is recovery in the nervous system and, and how your body needs, you know, time to recover in between workouts. So if I tried to do a lot of running, that was going to take a pretty heavy toll on my body, both the muscles, the joints, the nervous system. So I wouldn't be able to do it as frequently with the walking, especially on an incline, it was very low impact. So I was able to spend a lot of time on my feet. I was able to get moving and like, work on some cardio and get my lower body going, get my calves going, get my feet going, my shins, all this stuff. But it didn't take much to recover from. So I was able to do it multiple times a day, every single day for those two weeks. So while I wasn't able to improve my fitness really in those two weeks, I mean, maybe very, very minimally from doing that much incline walking, but while I wasn't able to increase my fitness that much in two weeks, I was able to get my body at least a little bit more used to being on my feet and moving and, and get the calves and all that stuff going. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely did talk about that because that was something that we both kind of experienced from the couple marathons and so forth that we've done that, or that we've done is that it's just that, that pounding, that repetitiveness over and over and over again, like that takes a lot to build up. And, and that usually is kind of, where the root causes uh, of breaking down and, and, you know, then having some struggles kind of going in. So obviously that was kind of like prep work going in, you know, let's, let's fast forward. We're, you know, day or two out from the race. What's where's the, where's the mindset at? What are we doing? How are we, how are we preparing? I know. Cause we, you know, we've talked on here before about like nutrition side of things and how, you know, when, when undergoing something of this type of endurance, like you do have to be very strategic about how you're consuming your food and, and your water and, and all that kind of stuff. So like, where were you at day or two before the race? Where was the mind? Where's the nutrition? Yeah, we'll start, we'll start nutrition. Um, yeah, I think that's a great, great call. So, you know, we, we've talked about in the past fueling up for what you're asking your body to do, uh, in terms of just coming to the gym, lifting weights, running, whatever you're doing on a daily basis. If you're trying to perform and get stronger and do these, you know, longer workouts, but you're, you know, eating thousand calories a day that's going to be very difficult to do so we've talked about this topic in the past before but then you gotta you gotta multiply that by the you know amount of effort and the amount of time you're you're putting out so nutrition is huge in endurance events you can maybe you know if you're just a good runner and a fast runner you can you could maybe piece together a, a marathon with terrible nutrition and and not a great plan and not a lot of fuel you could maybe pull that off you would perform better if you did it correctly but you could probably pull it off when you're talking about you know uh, an iron man a half iron man was was seven hours yeah Um, yeah this was what 13 yeah this took me 13 you had 15 to make it happen um 
So when you're talking that long, nutrition is going to be such a big deal um, from fueling up. I'm, you know, as much as I try to fight it, I'm still not, still not in my mind uh, built like a runner. Um, so I, I use more energy, burn more calories in, in these things than somebody that's 140 pounds and, yeah. and, and built to run forever. So yeah. um, that nutrition is crucial and there's a lot of different elements you know we don't have to go down the rabbit hole with, with the salt and all this stuff but keeping yourself fueled up and ahead of ahead of that you know not waiting until you like hit a wall to try to then you know where you're about to freaking pass out and then you try yeah. to get some carbs in or something so staying ahead with both hydration and fueling is is really important um you know the my zone my zone clocked me over <laughs> ten thousand calories that's uh that's that's intense so you know you're 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 burning burning a lot so you gotta you gotta put it back in there to keep moving which you know they had aid stations along the way so i was housing some jelly beans mm. I was housing some m&ms classic housing some nutter butters oh that's it. Uh, i was i was housing some uh some trail mix that i took which wasn't as exciting um, yeah but yeah that other stuff really keeps you going but um so a couple weeks a couple days out rather not a couple weeks a couple days out it's about fueling up topping off the tank uh which is enjoyable because it's always a good know, time you just get to eat a ton of carbs and, and make sure everything's topped off so yeah. you know a couple days probably starting on wednesday i was i was getting a lot of carbs in getting a lot of salt in just making sure everything was topped off ready to go um mentally by that point uh, I, I think I felt pretty, pretty decent about it. Um, certainly had no idea what was going to happen. Um, and I guess we can kind of talk, talk about the, why I was cool with doing it and, and, and going after it um, in a bit. But at that point, a couple of days out, I was feeling pretty good about it. I'm, I'm always a big, I've always been this way, you know, even as a kid before I knew what it was, um, playing sports, whatever I was, I've always been a big visualizer mm -hmm. and my visualizing is always after, right? So, you know, where I'm going with this, obviously. So I'm, I'm always somebody that visualizes uh, what it's going to be like at the end with a positive outcome. Yeah. Right? So if that was a sport, it would be, Hey, what's it going to be like after we win the championship or what's yeah, yeah. it going to be like with wrestling? What's it going to be like after I do this cool thing or yeah. something, right? So for this one, I pretty much called my shot the day I signed up, I think. So yeah, you did. My mind was wrapped around how awesome is it going to be to be laying in your hotel room dead after this thing with a giant bag of Taco Bell. <laughs> All right. So for two weeks. And I was talking. This, this is this the, is true fact too. To, Two to weeks, people. like every so, single day, basically, we talked about this. So that's always where I go. Like, all right, so how cool is it going to be when you knock this thing out with only a two week notice? You haven't trained for it. You just gut it out. Now you're back. You showered. You're just laying there dead, just sucking down some Taco Bell. All right. So a couple of days out, I was really mentally, I was just locked in on that. Like man that's that's gonna be cool so. yeah big big visualization there yeah and uh you know we'll, we'll get into it but that uh, that came true yeah uh, which, i think my favorite cool, part so. about that whole thing was like as we got closer and closer the visualization like the detail of it kept getting better and better because there was a point yeah. where i think like two days out you're like man i'm just laying on that bed dead bag of taco bell i'm gonna watch a shitty movie on tnt that the hotel has that the, uh, yeah. you know like the details just kept elevating every single time as you got closer and closer to it which i thought was uh quite enjoyable but uh all right so so we got through so now we're there day of day of race obviously you went out the day before caught the hotel room you know that way you didn't have to you know wake up super early because it was a 7 a.m start what was what was that like like, cause it was it like the triathlon when you and I went and did that, where like we showed up and then we immediately just looked at each other and like we are not where we should be right now, like we, we don't belong here, or we're like, did you feel okay? Uh, I felt pretty good. First of all, I got to shout out Christy again. She drove out the morning of and forget drove, that and drove home that night. You're insane. So that's some psychopath behavior. She went and ran five miles the next day. Yeah, 
She ran the 50 and then went and ran five the next day. I couldn't even walk, dude. Oh, we'll get into that. I couldn't even, <laughs> I could barely even get out of my hotel room the next day. But anyway, uh, so I will say it wasn't like the try. And Chrissy kind of did a good job of prepping me for this ahead of time. The the ultra world is much more laid back. Yeah. Um, because it's, you're kind of surviving. I mean, obviously there's people that are just plowing through. Yeah. The elite really of the elite. And they're and great at stuff. it. But, you know, and, and these, not that these other ones weren't, but it's very supportive. It's a much smaller event just because not that not, many not people, that many people are going to do it. Go run 50 miles or whatever. But so there's way less people very laid back um i, I want a massage before the race <laughs> you get a certificate for a massage that, that i couldn't use that you couldn't but, use uh, winter but yeah it was it was much more laid back driving there though from the hotel is about 20 minutes pouring down rain mm. pouring like it's pitch black it's pouring i can't see anything when i'm driving so i'm like man like it's already going to suck. Like, does it need to pour the whole time? But luckily it stopped and it only sprinkled a couple of times throughout, but usually, and I, and I think you've seen this and I mean, the, the try was a little different because we definitely felt a little outclassed with the, oh, God, uh, yeah. with the organization and equipment that other people were showing up with. We definitely felt a little out of our league there, yeah, but big time. Um, yeah, morning of, um, I was pretty ready to go and, and got there and it was a very laid back start and no, no stress or anything. So it was definitely the most relaxed event other than our, our, our own marathon that we put on. Yeah, but, it was great. Um, that was a real relaxed event. Yeah. Between the tries and the Ironman and it was, it was great. It was, it was very laid back, back. And easy to dive into. So. All right. Now, what I thought was great about this was because the rain calmed down, you had your phone with you for the race. So throughout the entire day, every couple hours, we would have a little text exchange just kind of going back and forth on how we were doing. And it was uh, it was a very interesting uh, day, to say the least, because I, I think first text was like about nine and a half miles in. And it was uh, it was pretty confident felt pretty good rolling through pretty well um you know and same thing kind of going through i think up into the teens and up into the 20s like you were doing pretty solid with everything but i distinctly remember getting the one text that basically just said all right this sucks or something along those lines so kind of go through like and I think this is important for, for a lot of people, especially anybody like, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get some people into some five K's this year. We're trying to get people into like tough mutter and some other events later, later this year as well. Like kind of explain a little bit of your mindset going into an event, you felt confident, you felt comfortable, you felt good, but then you hit that part of it. Whereas like, all right, this is where, this is, this is where like the, the challenge really kind of begins. It's not the start of the race. It's, it's here. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was, I was cruising along, um, you know, strategically, I definitely yeah. wasn't like very strategic it or anything. I was trying to stay ahead of basically what you're trying to do in that situation is just push. You're going to hit a, hit the wall eventually multiple times, but you're just trying to like push the wall back as far yeah. as you possibly prolong, can. So prolong how it, that's how what it I was takes. trying to do with my strategy, which changed like 15 times throughout yes. the race. But, um, Hey, that's all right. That's what I was doing with my like run walk strategies and just whatever. I was just trying to like in a regular marathon the last couple of years, what's happened to me is like doing great for 20 miles last year. And then once you hit that wall, it's hard to come back because now your calves are gone. And anytime you try to run, they're like on the verge of cramping or yeah. hamstrings or whatever. So I was trying to prevent all that as much as possible. So it was just out and back out 25 back 25. And the whole way out, I, I, I was feeling pretty confident. Um, was it a decent pace for left? Left plenty of cushion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To finish I mean, your twenty-five here was basically as good as our marathon. Yeah, it was it was a little under six uh, hours uh, going out, which then leaves nine hours coming back, so which is. Pretty felt, pretty good. I felt like one way or another I could drag my ass back. There yeah, that's I mean hours. that's pretty good. Um, so I was feeling good about it on the way back. Um, so I changed my shoes and all that stuff halfway, but 
really what started the, to be the issues. I, I didn't get any of the issues from marathons in the past because of the run walk strategy with, with an ultra, like my calves always went the two marathons we did, yeah. my hamstrings would go. And then I would have to do this like weird hobble straight leg hobble, because if yeah. I tried to bend my legs and my hamstrings would want to cramp. So yeah. I didn't have any muscular issues whatsoever. What a dream the whole time. Like my calves were great. Hamstrings were great. Quads were fine. Um, and I do attribute that to doing the salt taps, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a separate thing. But what started to become the issue were my shins and my feet. Like the from, the pound, from the pounding. Um, I also changed my shoes halfway through and, and rocked some older ones, which was probably a bad idea. Didn't have a lot of cushion there. So, yeah, that was probably dumb. But eh. what are you going to do? But that, that's really where it started to become the issue was – the the pounding on the on the balls of my feet and my shins and like trying to trying to keep moving obviously but not um i mean i don't i don't know i don't know what's possible i didn't i didn't, I didn't yeah shatter my foot or something or yeah. you know get stress fractures or something yeah i mean that's that not be able to finish it especially because i have that iron man coming up so yeah my main goal is to finish and not have any long-term damage yeah i mean the uh the Iron Man. However, what I will say, and this this kind of goes back to the decision to do it uh, on on short term notice, is you know any any book you read or video you watch that talks about ultra marathons, you know the the first thing anybody says, and I've said this, I said this about marathons, mm -hmm. let alone fifty or hundred mile races, is like oh, I can't do that, or I'd never be able to do that. Yeah. Or but any any video or book or whatever talks about how much more mental. Uh, those things are than physical, oh, God, which yeah. is, which is why I felt like I did have a shot on the last minute notice is because I do feel like over the last few years, I've really developed the, the ability to, to mentally suffer um, mental fortitude. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, that started with doing the marathon on the rower, I think, you know, and, yeah. and some of these other things developed the ability to be able to just kind of push through mentally. Um, so that that's really what the decision was to do it was like all right I know mentally I can I can go there and I can I can push myself through mentally uh as as positively or negatively uh as I as I have to which usually it, it's both yeah it starts very positive and then it'll uh, it'll get yeah. to a negative point so had Christy not been there I probably would have been far more negative yeah I was, I was well we, to, we we discussed that one <laughs> I was trying to be a little more a little less bitchy throughout than I probably would have <laughs> than I probably would have been yeah. uh, otherwise. But anyway, so the decision to do it was uh, very mental driven. Like I wanted that. Uh, it was just a good, you know, the way the last couple of months have gone, it's been a little stressful. So yeah. I kind of wanted my, my world rocked a little bit. Kind of uh, a way to humble down some. Yeah. Like I just wanted to go through and, and, you know, go through some struggle go through something yeah uh, and then overcome something so mentally like i knew i would i would be good yeah i think that's um, big too though because like you know a lot of people it's that that mental struggle part that they don't want but like there's so much that comes out of it like you're gonna learn so much more about yourself develop so much more character develop so much more resiliency by walking into the fire than if you were to try to walk around it you know, obviously not encouraging to walk into fire, literally, but like challenging yourself matters. Like challenging yourself really is what develops people and, and really helps develop character and discipline and, and all these other, you know, really good, uh, positive traits, uh, of people's personalities, you know, so it, it, it's a really important thing that, you know, we've obviously been trying to demonstrate over the last couple of years doing the things that we're doing and then you know ryan's just kind of taken it to a new level that i will not step foot into <laughs> yeah um, you might be calling uh, on you in october well that uh, i don't need to go 50 or 100 on that thing so i'll put you down at 40 fuck me um <laughs> run walk second half i got this yeah I, I don't remember what the question was it even got me rolling on this mental thing but um so mentally I was good. I was still there and was like, okay, I uh, knew it, knew I can, I can keep moving. But physically when it's not, when it starts to become like things like that, like your shins and your yeah. feet, like 
there's really nothing you can do about that. No, you know? it's not like it's a muscular thing where you can stretch it or, you know, do something with some salt or, yeah, you know, rub yeah. it out or something. Joint and bone things are a little bit different. It's just from the pounding and, and, and unless you're going to stop and the pounding is not going to stop for like another six hours or whatever. So, yeah. Um, that, that, that started to, to, to get a little bit rough, but going back to, you know, what, what you were just saying about, you know, walking into the fire and all that. So, and what I want to kind of drive home and why we're talking about this, really, this isn't to be like, Hey, I'm awesome. I did this thing. Um, it's, it's to motivate and it's, it's to refer back to some of the things we talked about, uh, recently about, you know, just saying you can't do things or avoiding exercises and not trying them or whatever. And a lot of times what we've seen and, and there's a rule, uh, that's, it's the 40%, 70% rule. So it's, it's more related to like decision-making. I think it was, it was Colin Powell, um, which is very hard to say his name without doing the Chappelle, uh, <laughs> draft, uh, pronunciation. But anyway, I think it was a Colin Powell thing or whatever. Basically what this is, when making decisions, uh, whether it's in business and life, whatever the 40, 70 rule is once you have 40% of the available information, then you're able to make the decision. And if you wait until you have 70% or more, like it's too late. So I think a lot of times what happens when people are in here talking about five K's or marathons, or mm-hmm. maybe even something with the liftathon, they're always like, Oh, I'm not, Oh, maybe when I'm ready, you know, like they yeah. always, they always say like, Oh, once I'm ready. Um, when, when really, you know, what I, what I have kind of grown to do the last couple of years is like commit first and then like figure it out. Yeah. I mean that like your first ready. marathon was simply like, you just came to me and you're like, all right, I'm signing up for this this year. Like you're doing it with me. And I'm like, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. So like, if you, cause so what I'm getting at is like, so that's, we've had a lot of people that are like, oh, I want to do a 5k. And I'm like, you could do that in, in a month. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's no way I could do it. So like they, they, everybody waits until they're ready to, to try to take on some of these challenges, whether that's the tough mudder, whether that's, you know, a marathon or a 5k or half marathon, whatever it is, everybody's like waiting until they're ready. But with fitness, you're never ready. Like no. you're never going to get to that point just because of consistency or, or whatever. So, you know, once people are like 30% or 40% ready, that's when you should commit to something, get it on the calendar. And then now it's like, all right, let's get ourselves more ready. But a lot of times when you wait, you know, you keep waiting to be ready and you never get there. Yeah. So then you never end up doing that stuff. So yeah, for sure. That that's really what I want to drive home today is like once you're, you know, if mentally you're like, wow, that would be cool to do, like do it. Yeah. Like, I sign, mean, right there, right it. there, you're like 10, 20% of the way there. You know, don't yeah, that's that gets you 10 or 20. If you're in the gym working out, that gets you another 10 or 20. So yeah. um you know, give yourself some time. Don't just sign up for one next week or something, but like commit to it. Don't wait until, and we've even had people that like have said, Oh, I'm not going to join the gym until I'm like lose some weight or something or yeah. like until I'm ready. Or like with our, our personal training, they're like, Oh, I want to, I want to start off, do some cardio and stuff on my own before I do that. Like, yeah. Get myself ready. And like, it doesn't really make sense. So um, the, I guess the moral of the story is just that, everybody limits themselves mentally way more than they do physically. Oh right? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this goes back to the Goggins thing and all that. Right. <laughs> so, you know, everybody that physically thinks they can't do something probably can, as long as it's reasonable. With, yeah. Within you know, reason. It's not like you're just gonna say, Oh, I, I can't deadlift a thousand pounds, but it's like, no, it's just mental, you know, like it's yeah. physical. No, that, that was so a physical one. There's, there's certainly a physical aspect to it, but in terms of being able to do stuff, a lot of times the limiting factor is not physical and that's what everybody thinks it is. It, it is for sure mental. Uh, and when you kind of start to figure that out a little bit and, and that's kind of what the last few years has been starting with that marathon on the rower. And then the first marathon we did, and then you know, the tries and the marathon, some of these other things and swimming and sucking at swimming and then figuring it out. Like that's what the last couple of years have really taught me is that like, if you just like, you'll figure it out, you know? So if mentally you just commit to it and, and wrap your head around it, then, 
you know, physically you'll, you'll figure it out and you can do a lot more than, than you think. So like, for example, in a workout, if, if you stop a set, like let's say you're supposed to do 20 reps or something and you stop short of that because it's burning, you might think that's physical limitation, right? It's like, Oh, I have to stop because it's burning, mm -hmm. but really it's not like you, it's mental. Like you stopped because it was burning and you kind of like tapped out mentally. You didn't, yeah. it's not like physically you couldn't get there. You couldn't yeah. keep going just mentally. You weren't ready or willing or wanting to push through that. Um, so, you know, that, that's a very powerful thing. And yeah. And the more people kind of realize that in their, in their fitness journey, whatever that is, that could be, Oh, I can't do a push up. You know, yeah. like you, you can't, you know, so it, it kind of ties back in with a couple of weeks ago with, with what Tyler was really talking about, which was people avoiding things altogether that they haven't even tried or just dismissing yeah. ideas or, yeah. or exercises or workouts is like, Oh no, I can't do that without even really trying. And, and it's, it's a very self-limiting uh, type of type of behavior. And a big thing to throw into this too, is like, you know, obviously you, you got to commit, you know, and that, that 30, 40% aspect, you know, once you commit and so forth, but like Ryan was saying, after committing, like, then it's figuring it out. There's the planning. Like, it's not like you're, you're just committing and then just hoping that it works. Like there's still a planning process. There's still a process you got to go through, you know, when it came to swimming, you know, we jumped in the pool, sucked. I still suck, you know, but Ryan went through and he researched, you know, he talked to people, he researched it. He, he figured it out. He started doing drills. He started doing all these things and he got better at it. You know, biking, same thing. Like we got on, we realized that, man, our quads are getting blown up. Then we, re you know, he researched a little bit more into it, figured out that how you place your seat matters, how you structure, you know, your handlebars matter, like all these types of things. It's the same thing with, you know, going into a workout or whatnot. If you're just like, ah, I can't do a push up and I really want to do a push up, cool, commit it. Say, I'm going to do a push up, give yourself a time frame, and then come up with a plan. You know, but if you if you just try to sit there and come up with a plan, come up with a plan, come up with a plan before you ever commit to the action, you're never gonna do it. You know, that's a process by analysis. You know, you're you're just gonna continue, yeah, that, analyzing the thing over and over and over again, and then you're never gonna actually do it. Exactly. That that's the 40 70, right? Like, so once you get once you get to 70 and above, like you've been so paralyzed by overthinking it, like Tyler was just saying, that now it is too late. Yeah. Like you and that, and that's with decisions. Obviously, it's never really too late with yeah, fitness, but the too late aspect becomes you've given up by then. Yeah. So like if right now you're like, I want to, I want to, and this this is kind of like a challenge I'm gonna lay down. Oh multiple. I'm not gonna drop names. Yeah, let's not do that. But multiple we'll people have expressed wanting to do a 5k or a half or whatever. So we gotta set up another event again. I mean, I don't really want to do that. I'm not saying we I'm not saying we have to participate. I'm just saying we we gotta set up another one. So a, a lot of people have, have have mentioned that as like, oh, I'd like to do that someday, or whether the tough mutters just or, do it. or the Spartans. So the challenge is to just commit to it. Commit. Right? So commit to it, depending on where you're currently at, like give yourself enough time, you know, pick one that's a reasonable amount of time away. It's not nearly as long as you think. Tough Mudders in December or in September. There's a, there's a Spartan race in New Jersey in September. You know, a 5K, anybody could, could reasonably be able to run that whole thing in, you know, four to eight weeks, depending yeah. on where you're at. So give yourself... A couple months, a month or two, if it's a 5K, if it's something bigger, give yourself some time if needed, but just commit to it. You're at that 40% point where like you have enough information to make a, make a decision, but don't be sitting around waiting to have all the information to make a decision and to be completely ready because you're never going to get nope. there. So I got four things on the schedule, man, all within four weeks of each other. I know it's happening. I know it's there. I'm already committed to all of them, you know? The planning, oh, yeah. the planning process. Oh, all of them. Uh, I got a, I got a 5K obstacle race like second, third week of um, September. Right. Then Tough Mudder last week of September. Spartan race first week of October. Second week week of October. I'm with you, pacing out. And let's not forget, you did mention oh, redemption yeah. on the hundred mile. And bike. and I want redemption on a hundred mile bike that I only got eighty miles on last year. Which means I have to do it again. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
So yeah, that that's really the goal here today is one, you know, I know some people message me with my little top secret uh, my zone workouts wanting to know what was up. So um, just want to talk about it a little bit insight. And, and, and encourage everybody, you know, to, to understand, you know, that mental aspect of it and, you know, to commit and then train. You know, that's what I did January, you know, just signed up for the events for the year, much like you did. Yeah. Um, just picked them out, signed up for them, spaced them out and then let's get to work, you know, yeah, let's, and let's I, I, make it happen. The, the, the one thing I want to note quick is like, there are layers to this, you know, so anybody listening, just understand that, like for Ryan and I, like we are to the point of these much larger kind of like the, seen as, you know, ridiculous, crazy type events, um, just because we've been we've been doing stuff for the last couple of years, you know, like that's that's it. You know, three years ago, running a half marathon was like a big deal to me, you know, and I kind of just took a leap and, and decided to go to the full. But like I and ran you know, more than two miles in probably five, six years. Yeah. That's, that's what like, I was going to say too. Start, so like, start small and let it, let it build. Like, but there are levels to this. So don't think you got to jump in on a full marathon right away. You got to jump into a half marathon. Like, Hey, look, if a 5k is what you want to go for, 5k is what you want to go for, you know, like find, find your level. That's still a challenge. Commit to that. And then let, let the snowball effect happen. And then on the other side of that, if what you do want to do is like a full marathon or something it ain't as hard as you think it really so you can isn't get there you can get there if you give yourself enough time to train yeah. i mean you're not going to win the damn thing but you no. can and neither are we that, that's so when me and tyler did our first one like we started from scratch like i the the conversation I mean, he's talking about i ran like a mile that day like, for like the first time yeah and eight years or something so we started from scratch we were not runners or anything like that so still aren't these things still aren't these things are very very way more attainable than people think they are but if you're like hey let me do a 5k or something like that i was saying then yeah you don't have to take on more than you want you know you, you don't have to do any of them it's just if it's something you want to do but you feel like oh i can't do that or i, I wouldn't be able to do that you, yeah. you probably can uh, and I think we've kind of proven that in, in terms of not really being, it's not like we were, you know, cross country, uh, you know, runners and nope. running all the time and all that stuff. I so, used the cross country course to hide during practice. Yeah. I mean, so. this isn't our, this wasn't our wheelhouse and still isn't. So um, make a commitment like, you know, Mike doing, yeah. doing the try here in, in a month or so uh, is awesome. Kind of anyway, bummed. I don't think we can actually go see him. Why? when are we when are we out of town no it's it's we're going out of town in the middle of the week, middle of the week. That's okay on, that's on, on I, I couldn't remember all right um, mike we're coming yeah we're coming to watch that so we're you know coming. anybody that's signed up for the pittsburgh marathon this year full half relays whatever yeah you know if you're not let us know okay commit commit to yourself and then then make it happen so um but ultimately just just to wrap up here like i said earlier with the visualization um peace it is it's always been powerful to me so you know that's something that can really help you if you envision crossing the finish line or you envision like how cool is it going to be and we did this with every single one of our long oh god ever yeah. like how cool is it going to be to be done eating food celebrating with your family everybody's excited for you that you did this thing like those types of things really really helped me um, yeah. drive forward. So, and then it's really cool to look back, you know, this was only a two week thing, but that, you know, that exact thing happened, um, where, you know, I sent you a picture from the drive through or whatever, finished up the race, you know, it was like, everybody was gone. Cause you know, it took a while, um, finished up the race straight to Taco Bell, uh, loaded up there, went back to the hotel had a mishap with the card yeah room was on real shady hotel but the room was on the second floor i'm freezing at this point because my body had cooled down it was starting to get cold that night i'm freezing i'm like shaking i like hobble up the steps to the second floor go to my room nice bag of taco bell card doesn't work so i had to a, go back down what i a took shame. an elevator down one floor <laughs> And, and went to the room or went to the office, got a new card, hobbled back, took the elevator up one floor and then finally got in there. But once I was showered, 
I hit the bed. I ate the Taco Bell in bed like an absolute animal. Yeah, man. Laid down. I actually didn't watch a shitty movie. I was watching that wrestling that we, yeah. were, we were talking about. Your 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 kind of wrestling. Yeah, my kind of wrestling. Um, which was it was, it was good. good. It was it's good entertainment. Good. So good laying there, dead in my hotel with a giant bag of Taco Bell, biggest Baja blast I could get my hands on. Exactly how I drew it up. When you get to that point, it's like an amazing feeling. Yeah, to be like this is exactly what I said I was gonna. Like do. envisioning very stuff. Power. Yeah, envisioning stuff is is a very very powerful pool because like I mean just envisioning something can make you feel so good and so inspired in that moment, and then it's just about taking the action. You know, like I did that for the first marathon that I ever ran. You know, which was a year before you jumped in. Like I signed up, started just envisioning the finish. And then, you know, no matter how long it took me, like I was getting there and man, that finish was amazing. Like probably hands down, still one of the best finishes, you know, that I can remember, uh, you know, in, in the years of events that I've done just because so much work went into it, so much, you know, struggle and, and you know, that mental fortitude side of things, you know, and it, it sticks in my head all the time, you know, like it, it's envisioning stuff is very, very powerful. Yeah. And then it, it just, it builds. Right. Yeah. So then it's like, once you, once you prove that to yourself once, oh man, you feel like you can the next one. Yeah. And then once you start stacking these up, then, you know, you, you kind of feel like you can, you can do anything, you know, you yeah. kind of feel like Superman a little bit. So yeah. yeah, that, that mental side, that envisioning really helps. And I'm even, I'm even a little extra level of a psychopath where like, I also kind of envision like, how fucked up i'm gonna be the next day oh yeah yeah so I i'm do like kind of looking for i'm like i was like kind of looking forward to like oh i'm gonna be beat to shit you were not you were not looking forward to that foot issue though nah once it happened i was a little rough but um <laughs> yeah like i was kind of like oh man like, yeah, yeah i'm gonna be feeling like shit the next day and like i'm gonna barely be able to move you know yeah. like which was for sure the case 100 um, so i know that we've been going for a little bit but i i have one more question that i want to kind of throw out there because this is important all right how do you feel now going into October to the hundred miler? Uh, really good. So that was also something I was worried about heading into it. I've already signed up and paid for the hundred mile one in October. It was a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Those and, things are expensive. Uh, that one. Yeah. I mean, that one wasn't terrible compared to yeah. like an Iron Man. But well, yeah. um, so I can't get that back. I don't think. So I was like, man, like yep. my, my, obviously I wanted to finish. Yeah. I wanted to make it out without any injuries so that it didn't derail my Ironman in June. And I wanted to still want to do the hundred miler. Like yeah. that, those were kind of the goals because I was like, man, if I do this last minute and like, it doesn't go great. Am I going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, I can't do this hundred or whatever. But I came out uh, very much more confident about the hundred miler. Um one because of the pace like the second half was only dropped off by about an hour from the first half mm -hmm. which given no training i was fine with that so finishing that up in 13 puts you on a 26 hour pace for the 100 you got 30 hours to do it so there's some cushion there plus if i actually train <laughs> if i actually train that'll probably help i'd so, probably bring it down to 24 yeah so i left that feeling much better about the hundred also like nutrition strategy wise. Oh yeah, yeah. So one, the balance that makes nutrition for endurance events so hard is you need to fuel up and give yourself enough fuel, but then you also have the balance where people run into a lot of like stomach issues. Yeah. Um, if they, you know, either they feel really bloated or some people get, you know, on the side of the road, puking or whatever yeah. or worse. Yeah. So you kind of have to balance like getting enough without messing your stomach up because then once you mess your stomach up, you can't get more fuel in because you don't feel like eating or drinking anything because yeah. you feel terrible and then then you, you're in trouble. So my stomach felt great. That was the other worry that I wasn't going yeah, yeah. to be able to eat Taco Bell. Yeah. My stomach was messed <laughs> up, but my stomach felt 100% normal. So I feel really good about that. Um, yeah, I feel really good about the 100 coming out of that um, based on you know, not just hopping in there. So if I actually yeah. train and I'm actually prepared for it, but the whole vibe of the, um, the ultra, it was good to get a little dose of that and balance out the aid stations and what I'm carrying on myself yeah. and gear and all that stuff. So feel way better about the hundred having done that. I was worried 
going into it that like this was going to make me not want to do it yeah um so that didn't happen luckily but let's go yeah knocked out the the taco bell next day uh whole body just couldn't couldn't move um, done for then you had like to weird like back and shoulders had to like drive home right and so I was not my right foot was really swollen. Like the bottom of my foot felt like there was a huge bubble there. Like there wasn't really, but um, right foot felt terrible. I yeah. Barely walked my legs, like barely moving. <laughs> Shuffled down out of the hotel, got like three big Gatorades at a gas station, bag of donuts, the chocolate, oh, the chocolate covered donuts. Classics. Just like an animal for the ride home. And, uh, it took, I'm still not a hundred percent. Like I, I, my feet still bother me a little bit. Not like last week, I wasn't really recovering well from like a couple workouts I tried to do or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so definitely took a toll, but no long-term uh, injuries, which is really, really important. So I'm pumped, man. Got a, you know, June, June 5th is, is the half Ironman in Virginia. Mm knock that baby out and then it's it's all all about training for that hundred in october so a lot of fun stuff coming up appreciate you guys hanging in on on story time here on yeah. my, my last minute 50 miler shout out again to chrissy for for making me do that um came out of that pretty pretty happy about it so make sure you challenge yourself make sure you commit to something if if you've been always kicking around if you've been in here talking to me or tyler or maggie or anybody anybody and you're like oh man i'd like to do 5k or marathon or half you know just commit to it give yourself time to train and then go do it don't wait till you're ready because you'll never be ready so that's it uh and you'll also never be ready for episode 100 boom next week here uh that's insane uh, 100 episodes but um that'll be next week Appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully this wasn't too boring. Hopefully you took something from this. And uh, we'll, we'll keep rolling next week. Maybe we'll do some questions. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, we'll get it figured out. 100th, but we'll see you next week. See ya.